As my daughter is getting older and she's becoming more and more her own person, I'm becoming more and more convinced that our children are our teachers and that they are our mirrors in this life. A couple days ago, I was doing some centering breath work to just kind of pull myself back in from all the things that are on my mind or distract me every day. And I sat and I started to talk to my anxiety that I was experiencing and was coming up around dating and relationships. I was reminding myself how my last boyfriend taught me what love felt like. I didn't really know what it was like um, before my relationship with him. And I was reminding myself that I will accept nothing less than being truly loved and seen for who I am. Anything less than that just isn't worth it. What does that have to do with my daughter? Well, let me tell you. Welcome to the podcast L-O-V-E. I am Elisa, and I am on a mission to learn the tools to make my life the best, most abundant experience I can have so that I can become a coach and help others who are living below their divinely given potential rise above their circumstances to live an outrageously vibrant existence. I am inviting you to tag along with me on my growth journey as I share what I'm learning, my thoughts and experiences, my successes, and even my failures. In that time of sitting and doing the breath work and pulling myself back in and letting go of the distractions, I saw a brief, small, momentary glimpse of the fear that I have around relationships, the fear that I am just not good enough to be wanted or loved. And it was a small thing and it kind of blipped across my radar. And it was one of those things that is clearly always below the surface, but goes unnoticed probably most of the time. And I found myself feeling in that moment like I was a child again in Reno, where I lived up until I was about 11 years old, of not being good enough, of feeling passed over and unnoticed. So this feeling that I have is um, deeply rooted in my own personal history and my own perception and my own experience as a child. And I had to tell the little girl of myself that I saw her that she was good and she is lovable. And I see this pattern in my daughter as well. She, she frequently talks about not being good enough and she finds and focuses on what isn't good in her life as well. As a single mother, I've often been so wrapped up in my own pain and fear around the future my anxieties over money um, and relationships that I often haven't had the capacity to be fully present with my child. Just the other day, um, 
I was distracted by messing around with the thermostat and my daughter was talking to me and I didn't hear her and I apologized to her and she said, mom, you always, you keep floating away. And that just struck my heart because my daughter clearly is also feeling unseen and unworthy of love. And no matter how much she actually is loved, this is her story and this is her experience and this is going to be what she remembers. This is going to be what will keep coming up for her as she gets older. And she ultimately ends up creating her own experience that reinforces this perspective that life is hard and unpleasant. She will avoid basic tasks of human life, um, such as chores, as if her life depended on it. And then she'll get upset when I get it firm with her. And when she's upset, she tends to lose body awareness. Her fight or flight kicks in and the brain recedes from its higher functions and she becomes unaware of her body in space. And she will inevitably run into something or hit something, hurting herself and reinforcing the belief that life is hard and out to hurt her. And we do this to ourselves we, we approach life with a belief that is deeply rooted in our childhood and our, the way we perceive the world as children, and we end up creating experiences for ourselves to reinforce those beliefs. My daughter is always living in the pain of the past or in anticipation of a disappointing future. She'll say things like, I'll never be able to have a dog. Well, as an adult, I know that's a pretty broad statement to make. It actually kind of goes back to those cognitive distortions that I talked about last week. And I know that that's a statement that is the furthest thing from the truth. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for my daughter to have a dog as she grows up and lives her life. But from her experience of life, because she hasn't ever had a dog in the past, she will never have a dog in the future. And she is creating her experience and her own misery in the moment. And she learned it from me. Own our circumstances like we chose them. I need to own being a single woman um, in my mid-30s like I chose it. I need to own raising my daughter um, on my own, raising my daughter as this only child as if I chose this. Now, I didn't actually choose this, but it Approaching it as if in this moment I'm choosing it completely changes the way um, I feel about the situation. I actually feel like I have some power. I actually feel like I have choice um, by choosing something that I didn't actually have any choice over. It, it, it has this weird effect of actually making me feel like I have a choice. Um And this is where the magic is. This is also the place of pain and discomfort because it demands more of us. Um, because when we give more and we're more committed and we're more passionate, it's possible that we're even going to cry more. But it's worth it. There are two ladies that I'm following pretty closely right now. I've mentioned them before. There's Catherine Zinkina and Ashley Wood. 
both of them have stories that are of interest to me right now because they both went from completely broke and directionless to free and abundant and full of passion and purpose in just three years. And they did this by choosing every day to relentlessly pursue their own transformation and to believe in a life without limits. They chose to own their life and own their circumstances as if those were circumstances that they actually chose for themselves. And by doing that, they became empowered to choose what happened next. And that's who I want to be. I want to be someone who shows others the way to live a fully realized life. And the irony is that this means starting from the bottom and starting with my own beliefs that say I can't or I will never. Even before sitting down to record this, I was struggling with this. I can't. I will never. I'm so alone. I don't know what to do. Life isn't going to change. This is all what was going through my head before I sat down to record this. And I have to tell myself a different story, even when I don't feel it yet. Even when my mind tells me I will never feel any different. I have to pursue hope and possibility relentlessly. We all have to pursue hope and possibility relentlessly. We have to take responsibility for the small things each day. We have to take responsibility for the way we think, take responsibility for our commitments, not just to others, but also to ourselves. I've made a commitment to myself to stay on top of my budget and to not let my money control me, but to actually be the master of my finances. And I haven't been following through on this commitment that I made to myself, which was making me feel like I couldn't do anything. Take responsibility for your commitments. Take responsibility for the way you think. Take responsibility for each choice that you make. No matter what that choice is, be fully committed to that choice each moment. Be committed to caring for your body and your home. This is a difficult choice to make. And it requires being able to make that choice again and again and again. And we all have to find the tools and the tricks that are going to help us be able to remember who it is and who we want to um, help us to remember who we are and who we want to be. Help us to remember what our commitments are. The path always looks long when you're on it. And I know my path looks really long right now. And I'm not sure when the next mile marker is going to be. But once again, I am committing to it. And part of that commitment is recording this podcast. So no matter who's listening whether it's just my friends and family or somebody who just happened to find this podcast. Just take hope that it is possible for things to change. Have 
hope that you can actually control your destiny. And not just have hope, but pursue hope. Because when you don't have hope, you can still pursue it. And I think that's actually the trick. Um, Because the people who have hope are the ones who have uh, chosen it every day. So if you're listening to this podcast, I am so grateful that you're here. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Send me a message. Let me know what you think. Um, What is it that you are pursuing in your life right now that gives you hope? What are you hoping for? Or uh, let me know what things you're doing to... um, honor your commitments to yourself. What does that look like for you? So I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me today. I am so thrilled and honored to have you with me on this journey and I'm excited to keep the conversation going. Send me your thoughts on what we talked about and maybe I will feature it in the next episode. You can email me at thepodcastlove at gmail.com or you can send me a voice message on Anchor. The links are in the show notes below. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share, rate, and review so that others can find the show and join the conversation. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.